Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the rest of the K-Fabe crew. Introducing first, he is the king of the K-Fabe kickflip, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how we living today, bud? Hey, living uh, pretty good today. Got a lot of crazy shit going on. Uh, just I was talking to you guys about some of that shit, but... Uh, Insane. Uh, lots of good wrestling from both companies. Lots of really good shit to unload and talk about today. I'm really looking forward to this episode. I am very much looking forward to this episode. I am super hyped about it. Also joining us here, the uh, the patron saint of the Rock Block, as it were, Mr. Jesse Baker. Jesse, how you living, bud? Man, I cannot complain at all. I just took a 37th round around the sun, which I wow. could not be more thankful for because the alternative – would be the alternative. So I absolutely love it. We're minutes away from my last match at Municipal Auditorium. Happy yeah. birthday to loving it. You. It's like the reverse. You're like, you know, Flair was seventy three, right? You're like, you're literally the yeah. There we go. Reverse of it. So. I'm the reverse Flair. It's a new nickname. Happy the reverse Flair. Birthday. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm really excited, man. Season five is awesome. I'm loving this new format. Uh, people are really digging the Who Am I game. Uh, I know last last week we talked a lot about Triple H being taken over creative, and that was a big hit. We got a lot of a lot of uh, downloads on that one. Also, of course, top five finishing moves of all time, and we were all over the place with that one. Honestly, we were like, uh, I mean, I'm I'm, lo- I'm loving these little breakdowns of a list, but I gotta say that it makes it much more difficult to narrow it down to five than doing like a top ten. Like I like oh, yeah. the shorter format for sure. But it's really hard to put like five things on any of these lists. Am I right, dude? Yeah, totally. It's so hard to get it to that that little tiny because you know we we're marks. We love wrestling. You know we want to include as many people as we can. We don't want to leave anybody out. Right. I mean, right. Wex Breaking Lawson is the only person that says it's so hard, but a little tiny. <laughs> but a little tiny bit. A little tiny bit. Um, I got some great. I'm getting some great feedback from season five. Jesse, you get any? Good feedback about the new format change, the new look, the new vibe. Uh, yeah. how, how you feeling about it? It's been great so far. I mean, absolutely, everybody's responding to stuff. They're uh, not only for the podcast, but also for shows and things. People clearly are listening. People give a shit. We're getting other weird likes from independent wrestling people that also really just happen to listen to our shit yeah. at this point, which is, to me, the best. It is the best, man. I'm super grateful for that. It's always cool to see uh, the indie wrestling scene showing us some love as an indie podcast, not sponsored by Mr. Conman Thompson. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm super hyped about it, man. Today we got a, we got a really good list episode. Uh, we're doing the top five gimmicks of all time. Uh, now that's not like like Brett the Hitman because like you know Hitman isn't really a gimmick. It's like a nickname. Like he was just yeah. Bret Hart, so that doesn't count. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be a full on character gimmick. I'm really excited about getting into that. Uh, but before we do, uh, let's get into uh, let's get into the haps, man. What's going on? What's what's uh, what's happening around the world? What is going on in this kayfabe world? We're going to go ahead and kick it off with some WWE stuff like we always do. And just like you were talking, Triple H back in creative control. And, dude, he's just bringing the heat. He brought back Hit Row on SmackDown this week, which was a surprise to everybody. I mean, it's pretty fucking cool to see because they were, you know, they were popping off before, even though they don't have have Swerve Strickland with them anymore. But it doesn't matter. He's doing his own thing in AEW, and it's pretty cool to see. And I don't know. Did you guys uh, see any of that last week? I did, and the running rumor is the next leader of Hit Row, Leo Rush. Hey, that works perfect. The rapping gimmick, he's actually, actually, you know, they all actually rap. And I think that, I don't know if he should be the leader, because I, I find, I think just him and the faction would be good, because I think they work better as, like, the no leader, just the unit thing going. And if anything, you know, top doll, I feel like he's the leader. I definitely don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that's the running rumor, and obviously we're, you know, WWE has gotten smart about playing the who's next game. It's yeah, definitely bringing people back. Nobody knows what the idea is going to be, but running rumor now, all the dirt sheets are fucking running about who's coming back, who's not signed, who can we bring. I think Leo Rush is a strong contender. Yeah, I if he doesn't retire again. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying they won't bring in Leo Rush. I'm not saying they won't do that. 
I don't I don't know if you need to. Like, I can understand the, the argument online, especially from a lot of the fans, is that, like, well, it's not, you know, it's kind of like a watered-down version without Swerve. Swerve was kind of like the, the centerpiece of that whole thing. And it's like, yeah, but, like, they don't really have a strong tag team division, and they have enough name value. And, like, if they just go in the tag division, that's fine. Like, I, I think yes, like great. yes, like, that's true. Like, I agree that it is a more watered-down version. But, honestly, they're pretty decent in the ring. So, like... Why not just put them in a tag division that you desperately need to fill with solid, real tag teams and not like RK bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I want like real tag teams. And like, I think that hit row is a a great idea. Um, I think that, um, we're going to see more of the older NXT tag teams come back. I think that's going to happen. Um, DIY cough, cough. mm -hmm. Yeah. That I don't think that they're going to be pushed as a tag team. They will be back. They might, might have a tag team run. Uh, but I was actually thinking more of like the Ascension will probably be back um, or, you know, maybe even deeper in the vault there. Um, I think like, you know, I think Wyatt's going to be back there now. I don't think he's going to I don't think AEW really will fit for him. I think that with Triple H, Wyatt will be better there. Yeah. Um, and I would see his brother and maybe even Curtis Axel come back too as like a little almost nostalgia throwback type tag team um, it would make sense. They're not doing anything else, and they could also turn into agents eventually. I feel like I could totally see those guys Axel, being like uh, Triple H's agents. as an agent recently. Oh, is he? Yeah. I had no idea. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> what about old, uh, Cody's brother? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's AEW through and through, I think, honestly. Oh, I yeah, he's, he's pretty hardcore lead. with it. If you've seen some of his online comments recently, yeah. he's like – he's he bleeds A-dub. Yeah, but that's what we all said about Cody too. That's true. That's true. I mean that's what the Rhodes family does for whatever – company they're working for period and that's fine i don't have any issue with that hey they're comp they're company men honestly the Rhodes boys yeah that's and that's fine like honestly there's value in that like i mean but i mean it, okay all right let, i know we're sidebarring here but like gold dust dustin Rhodes is he hall of famer i think so oh 110 percent. right yeah so do you think he's gonna say no if they offer him a hall of fame spot nah hell no he'll he'll go he wants to join as his daddy and you, you know? think that he'll stay in aew not sign a legend deal Hey, Billy Gunn stayed in AEW, went to the Hall of Fame, so it's, it's possible. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I think that WWE is smart enough now to where they won't put him in until he's not under contract with AEW. Yeah, yeah Triple H is smarter than Vince. You're right. I don't know about all that, though, and here's my counterpoint. My one and only counterpoint here would be they clearly have been reaching out to people that are under contract with AEW already mm-hmm. documented. So yep. I don't see – you give them the opportunity, like maybe now. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I just, I don't know. I think we're also going to see maybe Enzo and Cass back at some point. You never know, which would also would be sick, but did you guys catch raw this week at all? I I watched a little bit. Yeah, dude. So I will say the best thing that I saw from anything that I watched was KO drew McIntyre, the promo and the match. Like, they said wrestling multiple it times, like and they raw. fucking just it had a banger. It felt like Monday Night Raw. That's what it felt like. It felt like Monday Night Raw. Yep. Yeah. Of course, I didn't last the whole time, but like I at least watched that. So good. I watched the so Hulu good. version, which, granted, Damn. only an hour and a half, but yeah. I watched the whole fucking thing. And yeah. I'll say this. It's interesting now. I have a girlfriend who is not familiar with wrestling what the fuck soever. Like, she's seen some documentaries, but it, and she's been – Willing to watch them wrestling with me. Watching AEW with her is very demonstrable to the point. Like, that's a Mark show. And, oh, for sure. And watching, like, she's asking me, who are all these Eddies and Johns and Daniels? And, like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, yeah, like you'd have to be inside to fucking know it. Yeah, you would. And yeah. you watch Raw. They're actually doing such a better job now. Yeah. SmackDown, not yet a different story, but soon to be. Yeah. I wonder when uh, when they're going to let old Bruce Bruce go. Oh, I think Bruce Bruce is probably integral in trying to make sure everybody feels comfortable with the new direction. I, I, like, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Really? I do not. I, I like I, Not at all. I think that if anything – Working with Hunter and working with Stephanie and working with all those people at this point in time, I mean, unless he brings a fucking gun to work again, 
I think that he's probably safe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's got to deal with everyone, you know. I, I just don't know how much longer he's going to want to do it. I mean, I, Bruce Pritchard's not a lifer. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to be there into his 70s. He's just not that guy. So how much longer when you know you can make money and go on the road? Because Conrad's only made that whole empire bigger. And if you do go back, it'll be a big pop on the podcast world. He'll do another live tour, and it will sell out, and he'll make a ton of money. And it's a much easier life to live. Um, but some people are only used to what they're used to. Some people are only used to not having any sleep and constantly fucking going. And I think that old Bruce Bruce is one of those people. That's fair. Especially with Jarrett. Like, to be honest, I like between Bruce and Jarrett, how is Conrad not already running WWE? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be something if he just bought all the shares, you know? Yeah, that'd be fucking wild. It, uh, speaking of buying, uh, basically, there's a record number of ticket sales for the upcoming WrestleMania in L.A., which we all know it's going to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns. It's it's going to happen, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, no doubt about it's it. It's 100% going to happen. I'd say it's all but 100%. I mean, the only way it doesn't happen is if, like, some massive movie offer comes yeah, along. Yeah, if The Rock got a movie possible. and was just like, dude, I'm sorry, y'all can't pay me enough. Yeah. But do you think it's going to be for a title? Nah. Exactly. Because the, the, unless, unless Roman wins. The only way it happens is if it's not for a title. Or if it's for mm. one of them, if they split them off again, which I do yeah, think they're going to do. Yeah, makes, that makes more sense because you know The Rock could probably do like a little month or two run and drop it to somebody. They're going to split them off know. again. It's going to happen. I think Rock's going to come back, and he's going to be the Raw champion. And he's going to be the Monday Night Raw guy, and Roman Reigns is going to retain the SmackDown championship. He's going to come talk about how like even though I he lost the, one, he still need to acknowledge me and blah, 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 blah. I and think then that's the opposite. The I think Roman's going to be on Raw, and The Rock's going to be on his show. SmackDown is the rock. He, it's, it's and, yeah, but that's I why. That's like, why. I mean, Rock's not coming back. Back like he's gonna come for one angle, so he needs to come to the show where Roman is, which is I SmackDown. He, it's I a network he, show. It's on Fox. It makes more sense. I think it's a one-off at best. I oh, think. it is a one-off. It is a one-off. But he's gonna okay. be there for promos and shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it is a one-off. I'm just saying they're gonna. He's gonna at least show up to a minimum of three SmackDowns, a minimum of three other shows. It's not. I mean, he's got to at least cut promos and do that thing, and that's what he's gonna do. That I don't. Okay. Th- I don't even think Rock would do it if he couldn't do that. If it was just like just show up at Mania and wrestle, he's not doing it. I, I mean, I don't think I don't, Rock's I, gonna do it at all. Oh, you all don't right, think he's gonna well, do so it? So, did you guys see NXT 2.0 this week? The new episode. I didn't. You can take a guess at what my answer is. Probably is no, but uh, so basically that was the beginning of the spoiler that NXT UK is dead. Okay. Basically the whole – all the champions, all the main NXT UK talent appeared on that show, and there was supposed to be a cha- like a tournament to determine the new champion, and Tyler Bate was already on there as the champion going up against Braun Breaker. And then today it was announced that NXT UK is basically – dead and they're going to relaunch NXT Europe in 2023. Yeah. That's okay. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this at all, but they dropped a two 2.0 too. I mean, they changed the logo all together. It's just NXT again, which is good. Oh, that's great. And not 2.0 anymore. Um, and that started at heat wave, which was last Wednesday. And apparently the show was great. I think they got to get out of that building. They got to go back on tour. Uh, they got to get out of that building. That I building agree. just makes I, it look it's, so it's, rinky-dink. It just has to – if you're going to actually have it as a true third brand. Even if it is de- developmental. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just not the right room. Yeah. Yeah. It was way better than even Full Sail University compared to that. Yeah, Even I'm not, though it's a yeah. little bigger, I still love Full Sail. It's just if you want to keep it energy. developmental and keep it like st- – and honestly, you ha- you own the space. Just redo it. The, way, the, the look right now, you started with the pandemic. So it just takes – there's no – like – and the crowd vibe just sucks. It's Honestly, the crowd is way too lit up because then you see every single individual person, and it's like that's not – you want to – I want to feel a crowd. I don't want to see little Jimmy's nose hairs. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what, what about it. Like Full Sail University just had such a better vibe and feel. Way better. Way better. Fan, I don't know. The fans are just way better. I agree. But uh, sp- speaking of shit that's been way better recently on the indies is your boy Matt Cardona. Did you see his – Macho Man, basically Elizabeth Wedding thing he did in GCW. It was very good. 
Absolutely. Yeah, he fucking – even Maki Ito was in there like doing the fucking vows and, dude, Nick Gage hitting his dad with a light tube. At, it was just fucking good. Like, yeah, oh, it was Matt great. Cardona's going back to WWE. I'm calling it at some oh, point. for sure. He's making the return, and he's going to be the man. It's, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it would just – honestly, I think he's definitely going back, but I think it's going to have to be – I think he, I think he's gonna sit down and be like, "Yo, I have leverage now. Like, I have a name now. I can keep doing what I want to do. Like, I'll come back, but I'm at this level of bill. I'm 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 on at least X amount of shows. I'm not doing a bunch of jobs. Like, I'm being treated like a main event guy from now on. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think I genuinely do believe that conversation happened with Cody Rhodes to begin with. I don't I don't think he came. It was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Like. I had to have, I had to yeah, have and he's Cody's boy. So, you know, he's going to be like, come on. Yes. Treat and him right. Dude. Too, like, like Which I could totally see like, is Cardona. Yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah. I could totally see like a revolution, like, like a, a resurgence type, like stable of like older guys coming back and Cody kind of being the front runner of that. I think that, I don't know. I think that could have like, honestly, could have modern day NWO vibes if that happened, which would be awesome. Uh, but almost like in a baby face way. Like, I think if it's like Cody Rhodes, Zack Ryder, and like, I don't know, who else has been canned since then? We need like oh, one God, more God. guy. A lot of people. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Gargano, too- Brian Myers, anybody could come back with him. Yeah. Uh, fuck you never Brian know. Myers. That, that, like that one. Yeah, that's sorry. not moving the needle. Brian He's, Myers is not moving the needle. Eh, you never know. I think the we, good we'll see what happens. Back to back AJ Styles against something like a Judgment Day. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because Judgment Day, honestly, is not really hitting either. So, uh, nope. we can see what happens with them. But the other show, also, AEW Dynamite, was very fucking solid. And, dude, CM Punk came out spitting hot fire. I don't know if you heard or saw that goddamn promo, but it was like a heel promo, but he was spitting. He was, uh, he was really talking some shit. Like, he said Moxley has always been the third best guy in the group. It's like a reoccurring theme in his I career. I mean, Punk's the heel here, by the way. I know they're cheering oh. him, but he is the heel in this. It's they it's great both. though. It's it's like wow. heels that you it's you can't help it. It's just so good. It's brilliant. This is bad booking one on one. They're mm-hmm. both heels in this scenario at this point in time. I don't the, think so. Mox has been pretty babyface recently. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, I think he's baby. He's he Mox, feels, like I, mean, I agree with what you're saying Club based on that promo. Stable right at the moment. I see what you're saying, Jesse. I see what you're saying. The thing is, is that the entirety of the promo, I felt like it was a fucking terrible promo, and here's why. It was too inside. Like, if it's not us, when you ask about the three Eddies, the four Johns, the five Daniels, all that fun stuff, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. You can't, like, that's why when you look at what WWE is doing better at this point, they know they're appealing to a global audience, and they are actually at a point where people watch it. They're like, oh, I can at least understand which guy's on the side of what. And they did not make that clear here. People were coming out booing Punk only because he was insulting Moxley. And the thing is, Moxley has done nothing to actually be a face. Nothing. Not at all. In fact, he actually did the fucking opposite. So it's like well, Tony Nese is a heel and he beat him up on the way to the ring. So I think that kind of helped. But dude, let, let's be real, though, like Stone Cold WWE right? is, the, is the fucking shit for the casual fans. Like, I know we try to say it's like competition, but even Jr. said recently, AEW is not like really competition. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fucking alternative. It's yeah, for I'll, the I'll, marks. It's I'll, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's bad booking, but I see what you're saying. But OK, a prime example is like. If you watch The Sopranos, right, like if you just sit down for season three, episode 12, you're going to have no idea what is happening. Like you're going to have no if you don't watch the show, you're going to have no idea. So, like, I don't think it was too inside. Like, I think if you've watched six to eight weeks of AEW, it's I don't think it was so inside that it's only for like the super marks. I don't think it's only just for us. Like, but I do agree that what I will say is WWE is way more mass audience, meaning that like any Monday or Friday, you can pick up on the storyline pretty much immediately. Like you can just get in and get it. That's what they do. And that's great. And they're the best at it. And that's why they will always be the number one wrestling company. I'm going to say that here and now they always will be, but yeah, they're, they're too big. 
But AEW is the Sopranos. I mean, like, and they they have their dedicated fan base, and that's fine. But it's not like you have well, a level of fanatic. Seeing John Cena as a, as much as you are John Moxley, and at that point in time, you have to. Yeah, but John Cena's in the lexicon, bro. John Cena's Hulk Hogan at this point. He's in AEW commercials all the time for other but shows on their networks. Like everyone John knows who John fucking thing. Cena is. Yeah. He's peacemaker. He's a he's you, he's a Warner property. If you say Hulk Hogan, you say Hulk Hogan. If you say John Cena, you don't just say John. Yeah. Like that, that to a lot of people, especially in this enlightened me today, while I rewatched Dynamite, she's like, who what is he talking about? Dude, how many Johns are there in pro wrestling that are win world championships? Come on now. How many people need to know how many Johns won it, world but the, If you watch wrestling, how many Johns off the top of your head right now that are world champions? You just made my point. Yeah, but I, I I understand your point. Okay, prime another great example. Number one show in the world is Stranger Things. Everyone watches that show, right? If you jump in in the middle and you don't know what the fuck is going on, that's on you. Like on like like that's the kind of show AEW is for wrestling. I like I see what you're saying, but the idea that they're only catering to the super smartest of marks, I don't think that's the case. And if you're just that lazy and that dumb that you don't know how to use Google but and just like, oh, who is this guy? It's watching. It's accessible. Them. It's right there. If you don't want to do it. And you're just being lazy. That's on you, because I mean, it's yeah, all it takes you, a quick search. We have to you acquire a new fan fingertips right now. Use search engines to figure out what you're talking about. It's just a preference. That, what I'm saying is like they're just too like it. That's like saying like the NFL is the NFL. You can turn it on and know what's going on no matter what. It's always going to be a major thing. There's a and there's way more people that watch the NFL than watch the Sopranos. But guess what? The Sopranos was pretty fucking massive. And there's plenty of people that just watch that kind of thing that have to be locked in. So I AW agree. AEW is the HBO like, of pro wrestling and yes, WWE is yes, network television. Yes. Not everybody has HBO. Not everyone is going to use that service. Not everyone's going to watch that kind of thing. But like a network sitcom, like everybody loves Raymond, you can just plug, turn it right on, and you can get it. Friends, Seinfeld, you can just yeah, get exactly. Right into it WWE right is Friends, Seinfeld, all that yeah. shit, and okay, HBO is AEW. WWE is only half network television. It doesn't matter. It's not that we're not even talking about well, specifically or cable U, they're or US, network. They whatever. literally are USA Network versus HBO, straight up. Yeah. No, uh, they're like, the only. Continue. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I just disagree with you. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about them doing the fucking unification match already next week? I think that's a bad move. Well, like, I, I, I don't think it's really going to happen. Something's going to fucking like, right? If we know pro wrestling, it's not going to happen. So I, I wonder what's going to happen. Kenny Omega returned, even though he's not 100%. We all knew it was going to fucking happen. He, it's Kenny Omega. Like, who else? We, we debated this shit last week, but the fact that he's not 100%, like, do you think that's going to, like, you think he's going to get re-injured? It's going to fuck things up? Or you think he's just going to take it easy working the tag matches till we can get back to 100%? He's not not 100%. He wouldn't have come back if he wasn't 100%. He's selling. Okay, so you think it's a work. Okay. He's working the fuck out of everybody right now. That's the whole fucking bit. That's oh, the whole So that makes sense. So you think his, like, ring dragging. rust that he had at the beginning when he was just working? Yeah, it's bullshit. Like, I, mean, I, 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 that was in the back of my mind, but I'm glad someone else maybe even thought like I was thinking, cause I'm, I'm always thinking everything's a work. Yeah. But if you listen to Callus and if you like, if you listen to the commentary and you watch how many times they advertise the punk Moxley thing for next week, what it leads to me is they're going to do next week. It's going to get fucked up. I agree. It's good. It like, it's going to be a melee. It's going to be some kind of weird fucking thing, but at all out. I think they might go three ways, and I think Kenny might be involved. Kenny or Jericho, one of the one of the two. I think that'll I don't happen. Think Jericho it's be be involved in that. I think it's going to be Jericho Garcia. Probably. Garcia, yeah. Which that that match was really good with him and Danielson. But uh, I think it's about time to go ahead and move into the meat and taters of this show, which is our top five fucking gimmicks of all time. Which I know it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but I guarantee you we're going to have a few people on the same list but maybe in different spots because some gimmicks are undeniable yeah i am uh i'm super excited about it man i'm super excited about it there's a lot of meat on the bone there's a lot going on in the current landscape i'm having a good time with that as well but let's talk about uh an era from i mean 
really gimmicks and pro wrestling have been there forever and they're still there today and they will continue forever. There will always be a place for them. Sometimes they're way more dominant and sometimes they're like the only thing in pro wrestling. And then a lot of times it's like hard to find someone that is just doing the full gimmick, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to do top five gimmicks of all time, top five character wrestlers of all time. Uh, and the people that have done it the best, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm super excited about this. And Jesse, I want to start with you, man. Let's start at your number five. What's your number five best gimmick of all time? I'm just glad that we define this the same way. I was kind of scared that we weren't going to define it the same way because we really only said top five gimmicks, but it is yeah. the same way. My number five is a cat called Raven. Okay. Ooh, good one. If you That's look good. at Johnny Polo, Scotty Polo, blah, 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 whatever. He had such a fucking big deal career in WWE, WWF at the time. Best friends with Shane McMahon, asked to fucking do talent, so on and so forth. Worked for all of these companies under all of these other things, but did not really find his song until he found Raven. And yes, it fell off after ECW, but it was a fucking great gimmick. It absolutely was. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a solid choice. I didn't, I didn't think of it, but that's a really solid choice, man. That's yeah, really good. good. What? You're number five. Where you at? Coming in at number five is a someone we talked about a little bit earlier, and that is Mr. Dustin Rhodes as Gold Dust. Nice, I like that. And almost like he's had so many different iterations of Gold Dust, some not so hot versions, but some actually like he's changed it up over the years. Like one of my favorite versions of Gold Dust is Gold Dust with Booker T as a tag team. Yeah, like all of his weird sexual adventure, sexual advances to <laughs> Booker T, and the way he'd react. Like, I love the fucking Seven Eleven skit, and he's like, "Do you want a bite of my wiener oh. so I can have a sip of your Slurpee?" Like, oh, yeah. classic, fucking classic. Just the, that—that's the best version of Goldust. But like, even the later stuff with Cody, and then the early stuff, the Roddy. I mean, it's just Goldust is great. Number five for me. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you said that. I feel like these segues are going perfectly. Uh, my number five is uh, you, you just mentioned him, Goldust tag team partner. I think specifically the King Booker character was brilliant. Ooh. I thought it was probably. I, I'm I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna say it's the best King gimmick of all time. Because yeah. like he, people are gonna be like, oh, you know, like Jerry Lawler. It's like yeah, but that's what I mean. Like Jerry Lawler like wore a crown, but it was really like that was more like ring attire, like. It was like it's almost like Brett the Hitman Hart. Like, yeah, it's, just a, it's, it's a nickname. It's not stuff, really. He a wasn't gimmick. a real sniper. You know what I mean? He wasn't like it wasn't. And it wasn't like Jerry the King Lawler was doing like frou frou like majesty type things. Like he was just Jerry Lawler. The King was he a put monarch. Didn't pinky up like that either. Yeah, he wasn't. But you know what I mean? Like, like he even even Booker his movement in the ring changed a little bit. Like the way he would do certain things would change. When he was that gimmick. And that to me is like, it's really underrated. And and the reason why I feel like not a lot of people think about it is because he's Booker T. And so he's got, you know, everything else in his career that makes him a Hall of Famer. Even it, like, for example, if King Booker had never happened, he's still a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. You know? Five-time WCW champion. But, on, but adding King Booker in there makes, like, to me, it's like that showed a side of Booker T that you're never, like, he fully went in on a character and he was that character perfectly and that's why it's right there at number five on my list king Booker. jesse number four so my number four actually originally was going to be uh wexley's number five but i chose an alternate so i do agree with you however my alternate i'm gonna say broken matt hardy Ooh, that's a good one of it and it's only Same because reason. at that point in time, Matt's career was done, like done. Nobody, yep. you know, Yep. his brother was the star who already fell off the cross and shit multiple times. Matt at that point even had, he comes up with this thing and like reinvigorates an entire company that shouldn't have even continued to exist at the time. Yep. He kept him in business. No doubt. Caused both he and his brother to continuously have careers Go back to WWE, leave WWE, both have careers outside of the WWE. Yep. And give one of the best WrestleMania moments that nobody anticipated ever. So I'm going to say Broken Matt Hardy as my number four. I love it. Wex, where you at, number four? 
coming at, at me for number motherfucking four, which I'm, I'm sure he's on your list at somewhere, but he's a little bit lower on my list and I probably anticipate for you guys, but it's the undertaker. Like it's the like most classic gimmick of all time. He's the undead fucking wizard. Yes. He was, yes, it is. And he became a biker four. briefly, but he was still like evil, but a biker slightly big evil but i mean it's just it's timeless even though as a person fuck them or whatever but the undertaker is just like the sickest gimmick my favorite iteration of is the ministry of darkness which that that is that's that's my definitive undertaker the fucking 90s go the everything like yeah the music the i gotta be honest i am shocked that he's number four on your list that like genuinely shocks me Four? Well, I just I have a Four? few other people that I like their gimmicks a lot more, but like this That's is fun. a timeless gimmick. Oh, timeless. Like the only timeless. reason there might be a little bit of bias for the my top two, maybe even three, but dude, under you, you can't deny the Undertaker, which I'm sure he's like one or two for you guys, but you know, fucking sick. Yeah, I mean we'll get to that for sure. I mean Brock Lesnar. I mean it's as you it's can the tell Taker, by baby. this awkward silence. Uh I'm going to assume – You putting The Undertaker at number four is blasphemous. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that right now. I'm going to assume um, – It's, just, it's like a personal one, opinion. I the midget dwarf who was uh, beaten off in a trash can on TNA fucking five episodes in. <laughs> I beaten off <laughs> in a trash can. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Puppet. Puppet, yeah. He pulled out a gun once. Yeah. yeah he's, Tank uh, Abbott pulled out a knife once. And he's, always got, his, he's always got his hand on some kind of tool. Uh, my, my number four here – is uh, the other brother of destruction, a man that like was floundering for a long time. I think Kane is the number four uh, gimmick of all time. The story, his intro going straight on top. And to be honest, like he's had a mid card run, but he's never been like lower than the mid card. I mean, even when he's even part time, he's never been lower than the mid card. And it's because of the gimmick. Um, I'm not saying he's not, he's not a great, a good wrestler. He's not a great wrestler. He's a good wrestler and he's a big, big guy. Uh, But the gimmick is why he has legs. And there's so many memorable moments from the gimmick. Uh, even the comedy stuff with like team hell. No was great. Um, set you know, JR on fire. That's classic. Yeah. I mean, there's so, yeah, there's dude. Yeah. I mean, he's done. I mean, sheesh, the Katie Vick angle. I mean, even, we could that's go, not even him, but it is, but God, it's so good. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. It's uh, it, it's, it's solid. I mean, I feel like I, for, from the debut, from the debut of Kane, that's, I would argue for a gimmick, it's the either the it, I, I would say it's the best possible way to debut a character gimmick wrestler. The best way, like that. That was that's the I think that's be the best Kane. debut of a, of a character of all time. The best one of all time. Um, the Bad Blood match that was amazing up until that. Um, the fin and it didn't take anything away from the finish. I thought it was perfectly done. It was the best Rip way to end that match. Classic. Oh, great match. And I mean, when you start your career off that way. It's nothing but up. I mean, you're and and the pyro, the whole aesthetic. I mean, especially that original Kane gear too. I mean, it's just undeniable the way they ramped it up with Paul Bear for months, not weeks, months before it happened. Um, just so well done, very well done. Kane is my number four. Let's get into our Olympic medals here um, with taking home the bronze from Mr. Jesse Baker, who's your number three best gimmick of all time. Gonna have to give the number three to the Dudley Boys. Okay. It's a completely initially group of people that the never of ECW, right? I, well, on into everything else. I mean, yeah. like the thing is, you gotta you gotta take the start on into the finish. Yeah. And to be honest, they didn't know each other. They got put yeah. together. That was a Paul Heyman thing. And you wind up with a whole lot of people in the same group and all of a sudden it works and you find two people accidentally out of that who wind up being the most decorated tag team champions out of any company that's ever existed. Yeah. You got to give it to them. Yeah. And it is a fucking gimmick. They had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I didn't think about a tag team, and that's on me. Uh, there's no rules against that. I just didn't think about mm, that, but that's solid. I would argue here, that, but I took it off. I would argue that, like, 
I don't know if they were still gimmick character heavy by the time they were like team 3d, but maybe as the Dudley boys. Yes, I could say that. Yeah. Well, they started that way. They, like the rockers weren't a fucking gimmick and rock and roll express weren't a fucking gimmick when they started, but they had year long career. The Hardys weren't a fucking gimmick when they started. They're not a gimmick at all. Yeah. I don't think any of those teams that you just named are gimmicks. I think they were just, pro- they, 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 who they were, who they were. It was just a product of their time. Like they were just who like, Tried to be. They literally all three of those teams were rockers in different eras, like okay. early '80s, early '90s, 2000s. Like they're all fine. rockers. Like you can disqualify it. It's totally fine. Mankind. <laughs> That'll be my third. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, no, dude, don't do that. I like I like the Dudleys. That's good. I'm That's just saying. Like here's the thing: the Dudleys weren't. The, you look at Bubba Ray as Mongo Vile. You look at Devon. You look at that whole thing. That's a fucking gimmick. They didn't know totally. each other. They yeah. like they got accidentally. They played rednecks and he was from New York, so yeah. Remember, yeah, remember he did the, the stuttering gimmick? The D bomb was slapping the back of the head. That was classic. Making like that, like they they absolutely Dick Dudley, Sign Guy Dudley. We're not just talking about two people here. We're talking about Big Dick Dudley, Spike Dudley, Sign Guy Dudley, yeah. Daddy Dudley, who yeah. used to be a touring territorial wrestler who ran around all the territories, and that's how Bubba Ray and Devon wound up, you know. I love it. I love it. It's a good story. It's a fucking gimmick. It's on me. That's what I'm saying. Like, Same daddies, different mothers. You know how it goes. That's yeah. a good one. Though. That's a good one. So, uh, Wex, your bronze, where are you at? Uh, my bronze, that's why I told Jesse not to take it, but my bronze is mankind i think the most complex out of the three faces of foley like the other two are gimmicks for sure but mankind is just the different versions the iterations of him like he's the first wrestler i ever knew that had a feat like an entrance and an exit song and the way he played it was so good and then when he reinvented himself like going from like the weird disturbed person just to like the I'm going to put my body on the line, car crash, I don't give a fuck. Like Literally, his theme song changed to a car crash whenever he made that transition. And every iteration of Mankind, whether it's the weird, disturbed guy, whether it's the lovable, fun Mick Foley version of it, like his shit with The Rock, just Mankind, the best version of the three faces of Foley, and it's a fucking Vince McMahon creation. Got to give it to him. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, my number three is um, a guy that I think helped make Mankind, and Mankind helped make him, and he is now currently running creative at WWE, and it's Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a.k.a. Triple H. The evolution of that character. Dude, okay, okay. If you're going to say that the Dudleys, and it's all the same gimmick, when by the time they're in WWF, they're just two wrestlers. Like, they don't, I mean, it's not, they're not continuing that same gimmick. It's the same thing with Triple H. He he was a Connecticut blue blood. If, if we're not smart marks and you just watch it as a character, he has arguably one of the best evolutions of a character of all time. Even like as he even literally as evolution goes from Connecticut blue blood, gets shit on in this corporate uh, thing. WCW version where he was like English yeah. to blue blood. Well, like, yeah, but I mean, I'm just talking about just Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, okay. Into Triple H with DX, into the game, into corporate authority like Triple H. Into, or, or rather into like evolution then court like i think there's no argument there to me that like that's the bet one of like one of the best gimmicks of all time i mean do you okay let me let me rephrase this then if you don't believe that that's gimmick enough would he have gotten there without the original hunter hearst helmsley character he did not think so. apparently i don't think so i don't think he would have gotten, gotten there without it i don't think so i think once he became once he started using my time as a theme song is like when he was like the became the man. Yeah, that's yeah. Or, or more like just wrestler and less gimmick. Yeah. Once he, once he's quit wearing the fucking, you know, jacket, like the, the fancy guy jacket, the fancy guy. Jacket. Yeah. But he got hired in based on wearing the fancy guy jacket. He did the exact same fucking gimmick that happened in WCW. They just fucking had it there. And it, he went from having a real bad accent doing the same thing. To go in somewhere else, I would say those gimmicks were the worst. They found a guy that happened to work through a fucking terrible gimmick. Sure. Oh, I disagree. I love the Hunter Harris Helmsley character. I think it's a great gimmick. I think it worked. I think it. I think it's better on him than it was on Regal. And honestly, I think Regal was better as like the the, the actual villain. And I, I didn't. I mean, I. I but I, I see. I, I can understand what you're saying. But my opinion is Hunter Harris Helmsley is the number three greatest character of all time. We agree to disagree. 
What is your silver medal then, Jesse? Super fair. My silver is taker. Your silver is taker. Oh, your silver. Okay, I knew you also was going to be half for taker. My silver, my silver's taker. There's no need to have to talk about taker. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, I, you know, it may be a little impacted by recent years. Don't get me wrong. But it, the overall, I get why it should be number one. But, I don't know what he contributed to the business outside of just being Vince's numero uno and like being the guy that never left, being the guy that stayed. But he did so fucking much staying in that character and doing all those things. Yeah. So it that's my number two. I mean, it's gimmick.com. It's a Vince creation. Yeah. He took to it and reinvented it over and over and over again in such a way that no one else could. Yeah, I agree. More on that later. Wex, uh, what's your number two? Coming in at number two for me is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time who I think is one of the sickest gimmicks ever, and that is Jushin Thunder Liger. Okay. But she started out as just Jushin Liger based on an anime, which is a classic thing they've done in Japan since Tiger Mask. But Tiger Mask was an anime or a manga anime based on a wrestler. This yeah. was an like an anime based on some like, you know, fantasy anime type shit. Yeah. And then he started off as Jushin Liger. Not started off, but when they eventually gave him that gimmick after he came back from his Mexico excursion. And then in the anime, when he like powered up to Jushin Thunder Liger, the version we know today. He turned to that version, and even if you know if you know his history, when he has really gnarly like hard matches when he wants to go crazy, like against the Great Muda, rips off his mask and becomes Kenshin Liger, and I just think it's super cool the evolution over the years. And he's like the innovator of the modern style of pro wrestling we know today, and the fact that he like carried that whole anime thing years, and it's just fucking sick. I yeah. think it's just such a sick gimmick, especially when he goes into Kenshin Liger. Like that—that's that's just—it's like you know, bringing out the burning hammer for special occasions. Specifically, too, that, that that was already a animated character prior exactly. to him he, even being a wrestler. Like that—that's really incredible. He's more popular than the anime as the wrestler. Like he's yeah. transcend. He's just—he's brought it full circle. Yeah. And Jushin Thunder Liger, he, like Muda, would have been on my list had it. Uh, Mysterio, everybody else would have been contenders on the list outside of the fact that he appropriated a character and turned it into something else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, like, yeah, like that's why Raven Serio isn't on my list because it's like, yes, he's a great character, but that's also kind of part of the Lucha Libre culture. So everybody in that like world, especially when he started was a character to begin with. So like, I didn't know how to approach that one. So I just left it off. Uh, definitely an honorable mention, but like like Liger's Liger's a hundred percent a gimmick, and like he has the yeah. he has such an iconic, cool mask. No one has a mask like him. Totally agreed. It's and just, the fact that he's worked under that hot ass hood for that long with a full body suit. He just looks like a fucking. Jeez. He's a he's the anime character came to life in the ring. That man has got to have like the lowest. Like I'll bet his resting heart rate is like thirty six. That dude and probably dude, he had a brain tumor in, in every match and survived a brain tumor, brain surgery, and came back and still wrestled for years. He retired at like fifty, like a few years ago. You know, he slowed down his high flying stuff and became more of like a technical wrestler. But like, dude, Liger but he was still very good. Dude, exactly, he's extremely good. I mean, dude, that Legend. takeover match with him and Tyler Breeze was insanely good. And exactly. he was like forty nine, forty eight, forty nine. That was great too. Great match. Great match. Great match, man. Great match. Good choice. Good choice. My number two, my silver medal is, uh, I mean, he's still going today. It's the man they call sting. I think it's from the beginning till, till now. I mean, there, there's no way around it. That's a, a, a cra- it's, it's like he came in almost as a, uh, a knockoff of the road warriors, you know? Um, and they turned himself into like the crow character, uh, and then, I mean, people shit on it, but like the Joker TNA thing could, had had potential. I will say, I won't Dude, say that it was TNA good. His TNA run was good. Can't, can't no, his TNA, TNA run in general was good. But what I'm saying is the reinvention of the character, the longevity of specifically the Crow character, which is well over 20 years. Um, there's there's no there's no debating it. I mean, Sting would not be Sting. Good wrestler, not great. Good wrestler, 
would not have the career that he has without that character. Um, and it's awesome. And I feel like he still pulls it off. Well, he's not as in the limelight now because he's in the twilight of his career in his sixties, which is insane. Uh, but he's still doing crazy things. I mean, his matches are significantly better than the Ric Flair match, uh, but I digress. Um, yeah, man, sting. I mean, gotta be in the top five. I mean, there's only one other better character in my opinion. Um, so sting is number two. Let's, uh, let's get into the, uh, the gold medals here, boys. The, uh, the number one overalls here. Um, Jesse, your number one gimmick of all time. Y'all are going to hate this shit. There's a reason for it, though. It is. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got to clear my throat. J E double F J A double R E double T double J Jeff Jarrett. To me, you're trolling. No, I'm not. To be honest, I'm really not. Here's why. This motherfucker came from a third-generation family that had been promoting wrestling from the 40s and wasn't going to do shit. Wound up getting signed, got a gimmick. How many times did this guy get fired or walked away? Several times. Where does he work now? The same fucking person that fired him. And... We're talking about shit like Ric Flair's last match. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about the only person that had the balls to start a promotion during the whole fucking invasion storyline bullshit that happened. It never would have happened if he had not gotten that fucking country gimmick. It never would have happened. If he came in as just himself, never would have happened. But the gimmick was shit. (laughs) I mean – (laughs) <laughs> you say the gimmick was shit, but um, how many the gimmick years? was shit? How many? Years? He would tell you. He he said the gimmick is shit. Yeah, sure. But how many years of shit did it fucking involve? Like he did hold on to that guitar many, for a long time. How many other people that you love that you got to see in other promotions happened strictly because he had that gimmick? Maybe the gimmick was shit. However, he hired a whole bunch of people. Into TNA, into NWA, into all that but shit. But it's top five gimmicks. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, he did hang on to the guitar thing for a while and kind of use that and kind of transition. Like, I'm not arguing like, that like he had an amazing double career. Double J because gimmick is not a top, uh, not number one. It's a gimmick. It's my number one? Fuck y'all. <laughs> Who gives a shit? We're not asking for people to argue. If we're asking for people to argue, I would have fucking argued a bunch of y'alls. Because first of all, Triple H, not a gimmick. Like, it's not. Like, who cares? So continue. My fucking number one. <laughs> you heard it. Double J. All right. Oh, red ass Jesse over there with his I'm just shitty country you can gimmick. Sit there and fucking pause like you guys accuse me of fucking doing. And <laughs> like, go on. All right, Wex, what's your number one? All right, uh, I don't want to be biased or anything, but, like, dude, this gimmick is probably one of the most relatable gimmicks of all time. It's the gimmick that saved this person's career. It's this gimmick that saved fucking the WWF. It's not a fucking gimmick. And this, I already it, know who you're going to say, and it's not a fucking gimmick. It is a gimmick, and that's the bionic redneck, the Texas rattlesnake, Snow Cold Steve Austin, goddamn It's not it. a gimmick. How was yeah, that not a fucking gimmick? That's not, it's a, not gimmick. a gimmick. It's How just that? him. That's yeah, just him. I, I mean, listen, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. It's like, a I, gimmick because he never got he, – if he had other gimmicks before that didn't work, and when he went to that gimmick – Because it wasn't a gimmick, it worked. That's the thing. It's a fucking gimmick. Like, dude, it's the most gimmick. relatable – Nah, I mean, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm 100% with Jesse on this. Listen, Stone Cold Steve Austin deserves to be on the top of, of many lists. Dude. It's a gimmick. He's a a redneck, a redneck badass motherfucker. That's who he is. Okay, that could still be a wrestling gimmick. That's that's he is that person. Okay, but he's living the gimmick. gimmick. What's wrong with that? That's like that that would be like my favorite actor is Tom Cruise. But when he's Tom Cruise, it's like what? What do you mean? No, it's wrestling. It's not fucking. It's not a gimmick. Is Vin okay? Well. That is Mr. McMahon a gimmick then? Mr. McMahon a hundred percent is a gimmick. That's a character. That's a fucking gimmick. Mm. What? Is Shawn Michaels a gimmick? HBK, sir. 
certain aspects and different parts of his career of a gimmick, but disagreed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm poo-pooing on both of those. <laughs> I well, mean, I think it's a fucking gimmick. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a badass redneck who uh, wants to beat up my boss, but it's very relatable. Yeah, but Stone Cold Steve Austin was that fucking guy. Okay, like, tell, is Macho Man Randy Savage not a gimmick, even though he's that guy? It's not a gimmick. It's not Dude, a gimmick. That's why he's not on our list because he's one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. I would have definitely put him on the list if like, I thought. Randy Poffo's not a gimmick, but because you, you you can even when you hear him talk, you can see the difference in the voice. You know, he kind of talks like this, but when he really gets going, that's when the Macho Man comes out, and the see, Macho okay. Man is a gimmick. At least Jesse chose a shitty gimmick. You chose no gimmick at all. You just Dude, chose fuck a fucking. You. I did guy. not. I chose a gimmick. I chose a shitty gimmick that resulted in money for a long yeah. fucking time for but a lot of a gimmick that. Oh, I'm not arguing. The your company. argument was never had that gimmick. Correct. We wouldn't be doing this goddamn correct. shit today. WWF would have died if it wasn't for this gimmick. I if, it died, if you would have stayed as the ringmaster, then yeah, we would yeah, we'd been fucking where would we be at today? It wouldn't have died. It would have it would have taken longer, but it wouldn't have died, I don't think. Dude. Let's move Stone. on to the gold medal for Mr. Noah. I mean, it's the Undertaker. Guys. It's gotta be the Undertaker. Angry. He's the greatest gimmick of all time. It is his, only his gimmick. I mean, because I I have on the show. Like literally, this was my like the reason why I was nah, like, he's like top five gimmicks is because I don't ever give the Undertaker flowers for anything. I'm always critical of his ring work. I'm always critical of his promos. I'm always critical of all of it. To me, he is the greatest character of all time, though, no doubt. Like no doubt. Like Mark Calloway is not that guy at all. Clearly, he's a bootlicking old school conservative. That's who he is. Like that's he is he is like the worst redneck. He's like the dude old man Karen redneck. Like that's who he is in real life. But his character is is the Undertaker, and I can love that. I can love the character. Like and I will continue to love the. I think the and I, to, and dude like there is zero doubt. Without that character, that dude is maybe eight years total in the business because he's tall. Yeah. Like I mean he's and a good wrestler, but not great. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Without his gimmick, he's at best, at best, Psycho Sid, at best. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, do you guys know where both your number ones started wrestling and who they worked at for? At the Sportatorium. That was yeah. For? The Von Erics. The Von Erics. And then they got hired into this place for? USWA? Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm run by. Yeah, I know where you're going. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett's Jarrett, daddy. Jerry Jarrett, Stone Cold stayed at Sheesh. the fucking Congress Inn on Dickerson Road. And this ate is potatoes. a much more controversial episode story. than I ever expected this to be, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, my number one hired both your number ones, so. No, fuck y'all. Stone Cold's the best. Number one gimmick all time. 99 wins. Stone Cold is not a gimmick. Jeff Jarrett, yes, while it's very successful, and I completely agree with your argument behind it, his character yep. itself was shit. Not Double a great J gimmick. Was a gimmick. Double J was a gimmick. But Jeff Jarrett. Double J I mean, was a shit gimmick, though. It's not sure in the top 50 gimmick, of best gimmicks of all time, in my so opinion. For everybody. And then Undertaker is obviously number one. I am Mr. Know-It-All once again. Uh, that's going to lead us into the best uh, segment of the show, in my opinion. Um... And since Wex just didn't just fucking completely miss the assignment on the gimmicks and named Stone Cold as number Fuck one. Fuck y'all. I did not miss, <laughs> miss a goddamn thing. Stone Cold is the best gimmick. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. All right. You know what? I'm going to let you kick it off, dude. All right. So th there's three of us here. So you're going to give three facts. We each get three yes or no questions. Has to be yes or no questions. And then three guesses. Are you ready to play? Who am I? Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. I am a royal uh, fuck I can't even talk about. I am a royal rumble winner. Okay, I am a WWE and WCW triple crown champion. Let's see the last one I'll give you guys and I am a one-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion and one-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Same belt but for different companies. Is it only one time on the world championships? Yep. Ooh, okay. That's one. Was I wrestling in the 80s? No, not the 80s. Did I wear a mask? Yes. 
Is my at name one point Ray in your Mysterio? career, yes. Is my, name Ray, is my name Ray Mysterio? No. Did I wear a face paint? No, you actually did wrestle in the 80s. I take that back. So, Did I wear face paint? Didn't wear face paint. Is my name Ric Flair? Your name is not Ric Flair. Two guesses down for Jesse. Royal Rumble winner. Did I win my Royal Rumble between 90 and 95? No. Ooh. Is my name Hulk Hogan? Your name is not Hulk Hogan. Jesse, you are officially eliminated with three guesses. Plus, Hogan was a multiple-time world heavyweight champion in WCW and never held the world heavyweight championship in WWE, so. I was trying to speed things along, my friend. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say Ultimate Warrior. I know that's not right. Am I Psycho Sid? You are not Psycho Sid. Am I? Shit, I wore a mask, though? At one point I... in your career. Yes. I'll Am give you a hint. I... You wore a mask in Japan. Fuck me, man. Am I Muda? No, you Muda are never not Muda. All right, I tap. That's, that's three guesses. Uh, the Canadian crippler, Chris Benoit. Oh, nice. 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 Yeah. Wild Pegasus, right? You yep, wore a Wild, mask. Pegasus, Wild Pegasus. New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Okay, I like that. All right, I want to go ahead and give you guys mine. Are we ready? Sure. Ready, Eddie. I am a six-time Intercontinental Champion. I am, or I have been, Mr. Money in the Bank. I was the 2001 Comeback Wrestler of the Year. Who am I? Am I from America? Yes. Ooh. Did I, did I wrestle for WCW? Yes. Oh my god, this is pretty fucking tough. Mm. Uh you got any got any guesses, Jesse? Not yet. Uh do I currently work for AEW? No. Okay. That narrows it down. Because that where you're from could have been a trick question of who I was thinking, but mm. Ooh man, this is fucking tough. It's not two thousand one. Fuck. Everyone I'm thinking of is not – I can't – they're not American. Fuck. Did I work for WCW until it closed? No. Was I a champion in WCW aside from my IC runs in WWF? No. Mm, you're really busting my balls here. Was I an outed homosexual? No. Uh, Jeff Hardy? No. Fuck, was I close? Party. Damn. Think about that era. Christian. No. Neither one of them worked for, for WCW. Oh, Canadian. Damn it. Never mind. He wasn't Canadian. I didn't say he was Canadian. You said he was American, so that's fine. You want me to read back my facts right one more time? Yeah, one more time I, for I us. I remember them, but. Six time IC champion. Mr. Money in the Bank, 2001 comeback of the year. Oh, I know who it is now. I figured it out. Can I who guess? Yes. RVD. It is RVD. It is Rob Yes. I was, I was like, it had to be him, Edge, or Jericho, but Jericho had more reigns. Fuck. God damn it. Word. Once you said Mr. Money in the Bank again, I was like, dude, that's it. That's it, yep. dude. Yeah. That should have been a gimme. Fuck. I wanted all I was waiting so much for for Jesse to say, was he an ECW? And I, I like oh. I was like, Jesse, that's the question. Like I was like I was almost like trying to like telepathically tell you what. Like just ask that question. Cause you had asked about WCW and I was like, if I say he's from like six times, he wrestled in ECW, boom, there it is. It's right there. Like Yeah. No, it should have been a gimme, and you guys are gonna hate me for mine. Okay, let's go. I love this. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. I did enhancement talent matches in WWE in 1996, 1997, but I was not signed until 2001. Okay. Okay. I was a one-time tag team champion with Eddie Guerrero. Okay. In what company? 
WWF? I'm not done with my three facts, Mark. Yeah, let, let him, let him finish his three. I wrote the first book that WWE published in a non-English language. Who am I? Ray Mysterio Jr.? Unfortunately, no. Did I wrestle in ECW? Yes, you did. Ooh, okay. Did I wrestle for WCW? No. Okay. I'm going to take a wild guess. My first one's super crazy. No. Okay. Damn, WWE published book. Not in English. First one. The very first one. Wasn't Ray. Is it Huey? Nope. Is it S.A. Rios? <laughs> no. <laughs> Was I a tag team champion in the WWF with Eddie Guerrero? You said no WCW and you said ECW. So was it ECW? Well, no, I'm saying I don't know if it was F or E. Oh, yeah. OK, well, it, but it was one of those. Yeah. OK. OK. I got it. Go for Batista. It. Nope. God, then that's fuck. Bart Starr. <laughs> no. Mill Chavo. So that's three for both of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It is a young man called the Japanese buzzsaw. Tajiri. Fuck. That that's was a good, good one. That is a good that one. That was a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like I that. I forgot man. briefly they were the tag team champions when he was tagging with somebody. He was tagging with Chavo when he got hurt, right? Uh, I, he was, but he didn't win the championships. Uh, like the he tagged with Eddie as a substitute at one point in time, but he also won the tag team championships one other time with William Regal. Um, he's held a bunch of championships. He happened to debut in 1994 and is still wrestling to this day. And just recently, in January of this year, lost the MLW Middleweight Championship to Myron Reed. Still going. Part of the treehouse, but I love that fucking goddamn mood. That dude, the Tajiri kick. That bus. I, back when I used to do a little rap music out of line, I said, Scary like Tajiri when I kick you in the head. Something, I'm going to fill you with some lead or something like that. I don't remember, but Tajiri. Well, that you didn't know who it was because you can't remember your own lyrics. So Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a little, a little while. It's been a little while. I mean, I can still remember songs that I wrote when I was like 14. I don't Scary know why. Scary like Tajiri when I kick you in the head. If I don't kill you, then I'll. Fill you with I don't remember, dude. It's it's a minute. Let me go back and listen. It's been a while. Well, I'll go back to listen to this one for sure. We've had a lot to cover here. Lot lots of meat. Rashaholics, OG SoundCloud rappers before lots that was of a thing. Potatoes. Uh, and then we, you know, I mean, great list episode. We argued with each other incessantly. Uh, who am I? Is always fun every single week. I am super excited to keep that thing going. Um, man, next week's going to be fun. Next week is going to be fun. Next week, um, we're going to be covering, you know, the current events of the week for sure. Another round of who am I for sure. This time, who am I tag teams edition? I feel like it'll be a little bit easier that way too. It'll help narrow it down. Um, so we'll do who am I tag teams. And next week we're going to do the top five cruiserweight slash light heavyweights of all time. Oh. Meaning 205, 215, top five of all Junior heavyweights, all whatever. that stuff. Whatever. So that's going to be a really good one. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I know yeah. I just sprung that on you guys. Uh, Wex, like how are you it. feeling about a cruiserweight-focused episode next week? Hey, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. You know what I'm talking about, baby. Let's make it happen. Jesse, how you feeling? Does the X Division count? Yes. Yeah. Cruiserweight, X Division, like... You know, except for un- Samoa Joe, if they weigh under 225 pounds, like, except for Joe, he's the only X division guy that doesn't count. Well, like yeah. that X division is no rules, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I got you. Yeah, you know. I was just joking. <laughs> Them just jokes. We got jokes here. Uh, my name is Mr. Know-it-all Daniel John Schaefer. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak, or you can find me tonight at the Exit Inn playing with my uh, my band, The Far Between, for the first time at a real venue. Uh, we're playing Look What I Did's 21st anniversary. That's tonight, by the way. So if you're listening to this and you're in Nashville and you're listening to it as it drops, come to Exit Inn. 
and uh, say that you came from the podcast and I will buy you a beer. I'm not a super rich man, but I feel like the few of you that will come, I will buy you beers. So yeah, come say hi. And I'm going to have a really good time. You can always find the show at kfabe.com. You can find us uh, on TikTok at Pod, which I'm sure most of you are from there. So that's awesome, too. Uh, be sure to hit subscribe, follow, like, uh, all those good things. And, uh, yeah, man, Wex, where can people find you? Man, you can always find your boy Wex Breaking the Lawson on all your social media accounts at Wex Breaking the Lawson. And about TikTok, dude, we are one follower away from reaching that big two double O. So whoever that final follower is, we're going to give you a shout out on the podcast. We're going to do a special little video. We talked about it at 100 followers, never really came out with it, but we're going to do it this time. We're going to really go hard for the fans. If you want to get on the podcast, get these extra listeners for this final season, and maybe you guys can roll over with us into the future whenever whatever, you know, whatever we decide to get on going doing, you know, whether yeah. it be this or that or the here or there, you know. We're throwing out lots of ideas against the uh, the old proverbial board, a lot of poop against the proverbial wall, if you will, and figure out how this thing is going to shake out in the next iteration. But I'm having a hell of a time doing uh, kayfabe comparisons last season. Jesse, where can folks find you? Hey, man, it's Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter and on Instagram. Regular old Jesse Baker on Facebook. And, man, Elliston Place still, uh, as Daniel said, it is Look What I Did's 21st anniversary. Let's go. Today, as this drops, it also to celebrate the week of my birthday there are a bunch of local bands. There are also a bunch of DJs and live graffiti right across the fucking street. I work at the corner bar. Let's go. Which means that it's going to be a lot of parties down there, too. So it's the whole it's the whole block. That's all I'm hey, saying. In the, in the words of Waka Flocka Flame, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party. It is indeed. Yeah. It go. is indeed. It's going to be, you know, look, if you're a Nashville person, too, like if you live here and if you've been here for over... 10 or 15 years honestly um it's gonna be old nashville it's gonna be an old nashville party i mean it's a lot i mean literally every band and everything that's happening between the end and exit in on the rock block is all established of like old school nashville music scene um and it's awesome i'm I'm super excited to be a part of it i'm super excited for you guys to see it come hang out with us and uh yeah that's gonna do it for us this week and uh we'll see you guys next week We're out. Peace.